Welcome to the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Neural Retraining and a certified MAP method practitioner specializing in anxiety, sensitivities, and chronic health conditions. In episode 64, I'm going to talk about the relationship between finding your true nature and why it is often part of the work of recovering from chronic illness. I will discuss how we use the MAP method to address blocks and barriers that you may have developed to your authentic self. I will talk about my own insights from working with clients, as well as those of Martha Beck, as summarized in her book, Finding Your Way in a Wild New World, including her description of the type of person most often affected by chronic illness and the four essential technologies that she advocates for learning to turn things around, which are also utilized by my own work with the MAP method. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease. Instead, we work with the person and the personality to optimize health. Let's get started. As a MAP method practitioner, as I've mentioned already, I focus on chronic health issues and conditions. And most anyone who has worked with me has learned that it's, it's a journey. We are not just healing traumas. You know, this journey is really about finding and resolving blocks to authenticity. And these blocks might include things like firmly held beliefs that are not serving us or self-defeating behaviors or thoughts. They may include trauma experiences that have made us turn away from who we are or repressive personality traits, often these are tied to traumas as well, that lead to self-denial of our own needs, feelings, desires. What I have seen over and over again is that the ways in which we have buried our true nature make us vulnerable to chronic illness. And recently at the suggestion of one of my clients, I read Martha Beck's book, Finding Your Way in a Wild New World. She is a life coach who talks about the value of reclaiming your true nature. Although she is not a MAP practitioner, has probably never heard of the MAP method, she understands and describes some of the same phenomena that I observe. And I wanted to build on that in in this episode to help you understand how we work with these issues with the MAP method in sessions and why it is important, even essential, to your recovery if you are facing chronic health issues or symptoms. If you follow my channel, the Madeline Lowry channel on YouTube, 
I will refer you to a short video posted there some time ago on why self-love is essential to regaining your health. And in this podcast episode, I hope to extend the definition of self-love to include authenticity. The idea here being that being completely comfortable and able to accept who you are is a hallmark of health. And in many cases, for many people, this is part and parcel of the work that they will do in recovering their health. Now, Martha Beck, in her book, describes a kind of tribe. She calls them team members. She includes herself amongst the tribe of what she calls wayfinders or menders. Martha Beck is talking about people who are highly sensitive, highly intuitive, and feel drawn to a kind of mission to save or fix the world. This in part resonates with me and the kind of people that I see in my practice. You know, when I started out as a MAP method practitioner, I didn't know anything about highly sensitive people or empaths. Didn't recognize that I was an empath myself. But once I learned, you know, once I started reading on these topics and started to understand the characteristics, I recognized that more than 90% of my clients, maybe even 95%, fell into this category. The highly sensitive person or empath, the highly intuitive person, the highly creative person, While Martha Beck talks about her team members or her tribe, you know, being in touch with a kind of vital mission, you know, that's not something that I I recognize amongst my own clients. I would say that that's not an essential characteristic amongst the kind of person that I work with. According to Martha Beck, tribe members have chronic illnesses. It's very common you know, for the people that she recognizes as being part of her tribe, that they have suffered in the past, maybe even presently, with chronic pain, chronic illness, chronic conditions of all kinds. And she talks about how in all ancient societies, these were exactly the kinds of people who were recognized as having gifts. These were the people who were selected to be trained as shamans, as medicine women, as healers. And she describes how accepting and following their path led to remissions in their health conditions. For herself, she notes that following her authentic path, once she figured it out and started to march to her own drummer, so to speak, she was able to improve her health. I think she had suffered from fibromyalgia and had and, and chronic pain and had had periods of being bedridden. And she describes how when she has a recurrence, she can usually trace it to stepping off of her life's path. She can usually trace it to a period of having lived inauthentically. 
Now, for me, what I noticed was that almost all of my clients who come to me with chronic illness, chronic conditions, are highly sensitive, as I mentioned before. And learning to manage this sensitivity and learning to hew towards our own authenticity are essential steps in healing. Why? Because these are the kinds of things, you know, the blocks that prevent us from acknowledging and acting on our true feelings, our intuition, our needs and desires, right? The kinds of things that prevent us from hearing those true calls, the kinds of things that keep us in patterns like people-pleasing or perfectionism or conflict-avoiding, caretaking. Those kinds of things are blocks and barriers, not only to living our true life, but also to our access to the innate healing power of the body. You know, in my training as a nutritional therapy practitioner, which is kind of a functional nutrition approach to chronic health issues, we are taught, and I feel like this is self-evident for most of us until the point at which we develop a chronic illness or condition that we can't seem to shake, you know, that the body has innate powers of healing and that the purpose of a functional approach, whether it's functional medicine or functional nutrition, is to alleviate the burdens so that the body can regain full power of those restorative functions and return us to health as it is meant to do. I do still believe that when a person has a long-standing illness, symptom, or condition, that it's a sign, right, that we have blocks or barriers or burdens that are unresolved. But for me now, since my practice revolves entirely around advanced neurotraining, the place I look for these blocks and barriers and burdens is in the subconscious mind. So these are the kinds of things that we talk about in MAP sessions because the way that I work, and this is not true, I would say, of all MAP practitioners, you know, it's a, maybe a little bit more of a unique style that I have, right? I believe that working on a conscious and a subconscious level at the same time is most effective. And this allows us to make bigger changes more quickly. Now, occasionally I'll have a client that says, oh, I wish I wasn't this sensitive. I wish I wasn't this empathic. I wish I wasn't this intuitive. I have tried to turn this off because it's gotten me into trouble in the past. You know, I've learned I can't trust my intuition. I've learned that my sensitivities just get me into trouble. And so these are the kind of people that have been squelching it 
what I want you to know is that this is a form of self-denial. And I believe that it's the wrong response. Your sensitivities, your intuition, your empathic nature, these are gifts. I like to say that sometimes what is meant to be a gift can feel like a curse if you don't understand how to use the gift, right? And so you may be feeling burdened by these gifts, but the solution is not to deny the gift, which is a part of yourself. The solution is to learn how to use these gifts in a way that serves you instead of harms you. Now, I have noticed that highly sensitive or highly empathic people have trouble staying in their own reality. They too easily allow other people's needs and emotions to become more important because those signals come into their perception so loudly. These are the kinds of things that we can work with in a set of MAP sessions. We can work with changing your perceptions and making it easier to set healthy boundaries and stay true to yourself. Because this is a stepping stone to authenticity. So to recap, what Martha Beck observed is that the more authentic menders and wayfinders become, the more ease and the more health they experience. And I observed the same, only I use the MAP method as a technique to help you achieve that. Martha Beck also describes, the greater part of her book actually, is spent talking about the four technologies of magic, as she calls them. She said that these are basically the four common aspects to methods used by all religious traditions and societies. The four technologies of magic, as she describes them, are wordlessness, oneness, imagination, and forming. These are her words for these concepts, but I think that you will find them familiar and come to understand that, you know, we talk about these things with uh, maybe different vocabulary, but they are as she says, you know, they are common to so many rich traditions. These are the techniques that she teaches her clients as a life coach. So a little bit more of a do-it-yourself approach. In my work with the MAP method, I recognize that we are using these four technologies in sessions. Only in a MAP session, you're being assisted by the practitioner much like the way a novice hand glider or a parasailer is tethered to an instructor to enable them to have an experience that they wouldn't be able to have on their own. In MAP, we start every session by dropping into wordlessness, which is a, you can think of as a state of awareness, a kind of meditative state. And this is the first technology that Martha describes. So, you know, given that the MAP method is a, as I, you know, I describe it all the time, it's a meditative method. You know, you will be 
Sitting in, in the session, you will have your eyes closed, breathing slowly, deeply, and gently. For people who have a strong meditation practice, a prayer practice, or some other practice that promotes stillness and presence, this is a very familiar and comfortable place to be, right? It's a state that they can get themselves into pretty readily. I do think that this enhances their experience of a map session. It makes it easier for them to access their subconscious mind. So once we've dropped into wordlessness, this meditative state, we next invoke oneness. We invoke oneness in connecting with your superconscious mind. It's really your subconscious mind and its connection to your higher self, which in itself is connected to a kind of universal consciousness, which is the oneness that Martha Beck talks about as technology number two. And then I, you know, this again may not be true of all MAP practitioners, um, but my own unique style of using the MAP method, I do use imagination a lot. This is Martha Beck's technology number three. I do find that using the imagination is very helpful in re-imprinting new patterns and overcoming resistance. Remember, the subconscious mind does not distinguish between what we imagine and what happens in the quote-unquote real world. And so we can use this, this facility, our imagination, to establish new patterns, desired patterns in the subconscious mind. So forming the fourth technology is a way of using intention and visualization strengthened by positive emotions to reinforce something positive, a positive change, a positive, more positive experience, pattern, or response that you would like to create for yourself. Martha Beck explains that the effectiveness, you know, how effectively you are able to form, it depends on its alignment to your authentic self. And I think that's probably true. I think there are certain patterns and conditioned responses that are easier for us to reinforce than others. And this is how I like to end most of my sessions. By anchoring and reinforcing something positive for my client. So... I see the MAP method as an enhanced technique that incorporates all four of these technologies that Martha Beck describes. Its power and its efficacy come from the connection with a practitioner who is skilled in connecting to your subconscious mind and raising your vibration to a higher level of oneness. If this sounds intriguing, I encourage you to try a MAP session for yourself. The introductory session only takes an hour. And since all sessions are remote via Zoom, we can work together easily without the need for travel. 
I also recommend Martha Beck's witty and engaging books if these concepts are new for you and you'd like to explore them further. If there is one thing I hope that you retain from this episode, it's that finding, valuing, and claiming your authentic self, your authenticity, is the ultimate journey for most of us. And your state of health may be the signal that this is the journey that you need to embark on right now. I hope that you found this discussion helpful. And thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, or Stitcher. Check out our free courses about the MAP method, how it works, and how we use it for mind-body healing at mapforhealth.us or schedule your introductory session at mindremapforhealth.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2023 by Twin Cities Neural Retraining. Music by Barbara Benn.